Damn right. Oh, that's why. That's why. That must be why that microphone is over here. Uh, is that what it is? Hang on. Hold on. Because this isn't working, is it? No. No. It's not working. So you got to have this mic pulled over here. That's what it was. <laughs> I thought maybe somebody had no idea what they were doing. And apparently they knew exactly what they were doing. And it had to, you know, now it's like two, I'm not, it's like a press conference over here now. All right. How'd this happen? I have no idea. Bucky Gopal, what are you doing? Because Jeff Howe's not here. Man, obviously something needs to be reset. All right, that one deserves a redo. Ah, you damn right. Welcome to your Monday. I hope that was good. We do have one grader of my scream every day. There's somebody's out there grading it every day. I hope that was good. Monday, it is May 15th. We got a lot to get to, including NBA Game 7 action yesterday. Little NHL Game 7 action tonight. Oh, man. When it goes to a certain certain point, there is just nothing like a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And this one tonight will involve the Dallas Stars. We'll get to all of that. It is Chad and Zay on a Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? What up, Chad? Yep, people appreciate the redo. They really do. That one had to be That's done. That's special. That one had to That's be special. done. That's special. Two in one day. That's special. Y'all had, got rewarded. Had to be done because as soon as I as soon as I started to yell, I realized, oh, that's why that microphone was pulled over there. You probably should have realized that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll have to get that reset maybe. And uh, I, I don't know why they why didn't they? Just- yeah, who did that? That's what I'm confused about because Bucky was here earlier, obviously, and he sits yeah. in the same chair that you do. It, if people don't know already, and then after. It's like the tower, but Jeff Howe wasn't here, so it goes back to It's Bucky. Buck. Yeah, it's Bucky. And maybe they just didn't want to reset it, didn't have time to reset it. Maybe they were told not to. Maybe our expert engineer, Dave, said, no, no, we don't need to reset it yet. But there's something that is done in there. Yeah, Ty could just press a couple of buttons, and if the mic's there, then he can make it to where the mic works no matter what. Yeah, we so, don't have that type of issue. So we'll see if we need to do that kind of uh, kind of reset. How was your weekend? How was Mother's Day yesterday? It was cool. She was happy. She yeah. got her gifts. We got her a weighted blanket. So a what she, now? Weighted blanket. It's just a heavy-ass blanket. Okay. Yeah, it's comfy. And that's good because the weight is a, a comfort yes. feeling? Yeah, my mom huh. gets cold. So Okay. Yeah, she appreciated that. At this point, you know... When your mom, she's had a lot of Mother's Day. So let's just say that. I ain't going to throw your age out, Annie. I ain't like that. That's, right. That'd be wrong with yeah. me. But she's had a lot of Mother's Day. So at this point, where do you go? You know? <laughs> like, what what, yeah. what do you, and plus right. now that my wife is in the picture, she makes all those decisions. So she thought it was a good gift. I think it's a good gift. That's good, though. Yeah, see, you're into that new, that, that new era where you are now not just dating, you are married. So your wife feels a little extra responsibility it's nice for the mother's day of your mother that's that's good oh it's lovely i love being surprised at christmas saying oh this is from isaiah and jesse and then they open and i'm like what the hell is that (laughs) all right cool hey i will take it zay you picked this out yes Uh yes i was there yes absolutely i was at the mall i was at the stores (laughs) we didn't just order it from amazon all right weighted blanket yeah we got tons of blankets in the house the weighted blanket we've not gotten to that point yet but last christmas they bought me a gigantic blanket just really oversized yeah i love it (laughs) I love it. I'm such an old man. I can't watch TV if I'm not covered at least partially with a blanket. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's 98 degrees outside. 
Interesting. It's crazy. Got to have some kind of blanket. Yeah. Um. It depends. It depends. My wife, we, she don't like to keep it too cold, so, you know, I just chill at the crib, shirt off, comfortable. Mm-hmm. If it's hot, I don't usually need a blanket, but, you know. Well, I don't. I don't think I'll go the blanket route like you. I don't. I don't think I need all the blankets and okay. stuff. It's right. a little much. Yeah, it it, it is my, a little much. <laughs> it is. If you can resist it, it's probably yeah. it's probably a better thing. A little better movement. There. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the snuggie was a great invention. Yeah. See, I was never into the wearable blanket. That's too much for me. That's to me that was too smothering. I need to be able to control it. Sometimes I gotta kick a leg out. You know. Yeah, because I always have my phone in my hand or a laptop watching the game and stuff. So a blanket gets in the way of that, but. Yeah, they bring a Snuggie back. I'm sure it's not gone, but so I haven't really seen any you, Snuggie commercials as of late. Did you get one when it happened? No. No? I, no, I was too young. Oh. I wanted to be cool. Like, come on, man. You can't be hard and rocking a Snuggie. Dude, I had family and friends get into that. That was a wave. And yeah. we, we've got at least a couple of those at the house, but I never use them. Yeah. This wasn't my you thing. You think John Morant's ever wore a Snuggie? Ooh, I don't know. I, I think not. Uh, probably not. Probably not. He doesn't seem comfortable with a few things right now. Uh, before we get to Game 7 and Boston, we will mention this John Morant thing. We'll probably mention it multiple times today, but I thought I was seeing some kind of best-of broadcast. I thought I was – it was one of those – like, I thought maybe I'd fallen asleep and I'd hit something on the DVR from weeks ago or something, but John Morant, uh, there's another video that briefly surfaced that appears to show John Morant with a gun, and now the Memphis Grizzlies have suspended him. They will look at a longer suspension now since this other story just happened. So, Zay, this was in a car, right, with uh, some friend of his? Yeah, with the homies. So, And it's, it's a guy like, that's been kicked out of the building. That, that was the dude? Was it, his last name is like Pack. Oh, man. What I heard is that was the driver. That's not good. And I guess it's also the guy filming? Okay. Yeah, he's definitely filming. I'm going to tell you what. Um, I, not to go too old man here, but there was a, th- a time when, you know, Herm Edwards and other old men were saying, be careful before you hit send. Now, all of us old people have got to remind the young folks, be careful before you even pick up the device. Be careful before you hit the first button, because they're making it way too easy for you to start broadcasting yourself live, live, not record it, edit it, look at it, and then decide to hit send and hit send live that's how he's gotten himself in trouble twice now he yeah. did th- and he did it Zay. oh yeah yeah he did it and i people trying to go bat for him and trying to just say oh y'all trying to get john moran out the league no nah, he's trying to get himself out the league you know one thing that i never agreed with and i was really young but when i got older to understand it was charles barkley's i am not a role model i am not a role model like yes you are chuck you don't want to be a role model and i kind of get what he was saying like yeah parents direct you know what they want their kid to see and if a parent says you know you probably shouldn't follow charles barkley then the kid will say yeah you're right dad i'm gonna look for more maybe michael jordan even though they didn't know about the gambling and stuff but i digress you look at somebody like john morant who's a face of the league he's gotten trouble already so you would think he would learn he has not so I'm I'm good with him not playing next year. 2023-2024 season, if the Grizzlies have John Moran, he didn't play one game, I am good with that. This is an absolute joke. I don't understand it. I don't – people talk about, oh, he's trying to be hard, whatever. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you get into the NBA and you become famous, you have all this money to get out. When you go back to the hood, it's to give back. 
Nino Brown delivered turkeys and stuff at Thanksgiving. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do. Like, you give back. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, torn down buildings. You help build them back up. You put money into your neighborhoods at different rec centers and stuff. That's what you do when you go back to the hood. And with John Moran, I don't even think he's from the hood. He had, like, a sports court in the backyard. He's on some eight-mile. This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. That's what he's on. <laughs> That's what he's on. So it's just you see his ignorant ass daddy all the time, which I've we've I've said last time he mucked up. He was an issue. Boy has no home training. Zero. He never had that guidance. Pops was acting a fool with sunglasses on the sideline. The worst thing that the folks could have done is tell this old ass fool, you look like Usher. Chad? <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all told this fool he looks like Usher? So think of his big head before with his son being one of the best point guards in the league, number two pick, and he feels like he's a huge part of it, which he was. He was back there with Ja that sports court, practicing with him, working on his game, and that's why Ja has his dad around so much because he owes a lot to him, and they're very close, tight-knit family. But, man, you got to sit your boy to the side sometimes and be like, yo, this ain't, this ain't right. And if you if your pops ain't doing that, if your pops is out here wilding off of your success, like sister, she be fighting and stuff, and Jobby going to her rescue at the at her school and stuff. She's in high school, Chad. Jai, you gonna go fight a high schooler? You heard about him beating up some, or apparently, or something about him getting accused of beating up a kid at the playground that was a minor. Just stop the kid. Calling him out his name, his friends, pointing the guns at people in Indiana, like where they see the lasers and stuff. It's absolutely ridiculous. Clearly he didn't learn. Get him out the league. Yeah, so this was a video on, and I can't remember if it would have been, if it's the driver's account or Jaws' account, but it was live, you know, live streamed. It was, I guess, Instagram live, both cases. Um, and put himself uh, obviously out there very briefly and then they try to take it down but uh, obviously at that point it's out there and it is it is as brief it's not it is even briefer than the last one in terms of the imagery of him and does he have a firearm and all that kind of stuff it's even quicker but um, it is it is there, and somebody texted us, yes, the driver was banned by the Grizzlies. Jaw definitely deserves a bigger suspension uh, and maybe needs to take a gun safety course. This one says he has 230 million reasons to be smarter. Uh, someone said at least Jaw learned how to hold the gun the right way this time. He did get <laughs> criticized for, for that last time. I mean, I... Like old heads, like it's the rap music. I don't. It, he's just an idiot. That's just point blank. Yeah, period. I don't like, know if I want to blame music. You can't for blame that. no music for it. Whatever. Like he well, is, and you can't. At least Antonio Brown got his head knocked off by Burfitt. The people be talking about. Oh, he got right. CTE problems. At least we can say that about Antonio Brown. I see Ja get his head knocked off. He might fall a lot and stuff, and might not know how to fall and hurt his hands. But yo, you, uh, I, I. It's so frustrating because he has all the talent in the world. He's one of the best athletes that I've ever seen with the basketball in his hands. And they were a number two seed this year. Like, they're supposed to be in the Western Conference Finals. We ain't supposed to be talking about L.A. We're not. But we are. And a lot is because he's, he was a distraction all year long. So the team couldn't lock in like they should have. Yes, they had injuries with Clark and Steven Adams and obviously the Dylan Brooke issues. But... Man, you're the franchise, and the fact that he can't see that, it's very sad. 
So interesting text that just came in because I was kind of going to go down this road a little bit too. This says, I don't agree with what Ja did, but do you think the next time a white player posts a hunting picture online, there will be a Ja Morant, there will be Ja Morant apologist coming for said player's job? So the question I was going to ask you is like, is there something in the rules of the NBA that says we don't want any of our players being seen with a gun in any circumstance? Or could Ja Morant, if he's really into guns, couldn't he be legally possessing a gun at a gun range on a hunting trip, some kind of target practice situation that's done, you know, done safely, done the right way? That he could do that, couldn't he? Absolutely. That's what I would assume. So that to me, and, and so I wasn't thinking of it strictly along those lines, but I did think of hunting. I thought of, wait a minute, if John Morant liked to go hunt, couldn't he post a video of himself hunting? Legally possessing the gun, legally hunting at a time of the year when it's allowed, when you're allowed to hunt. I'm assuming he could do all that. These two that got him in trouble were the imagery of a strip club when everybody knew his team was on a trip. So then the thing became, wait a minute, if he's got a gun on a trip, that's against NBA rules. What's he doing? And then in this case, it's in the you know the fact that he's in a car in a moving vehicle at the time, and maybe there was questions of. Is he is it is again, is it his gun? Is he legally possessing the gun? How does all that work? And of course, when you immediately take it down, it makes it seem like you know, Ja, that something was up. Oh boy, put that phone down so quick. <laughs> put that it was like he was surprised, like, oh, I, I can't believe this fool would bring up the gun again. Like we I know we got it, right. but I can't believe this fool he was ready to for pull a, out the gun again. He was getting ready for like a video shoot. And it was like, oh, here we go. Here comes that first verse, Ja. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, somebody said he might be under the influence. Who knows? But, yeah, Chad, going back to the hunting thing, I see Quinn Ewers. He'll post a hunting pick on this Instagram almost every other pick. Who's that? Quinn Ewers. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Texas right. QB1. Somebody and says, I don't think nothing of it. I just think, oh, yeah, Quinn just country. But he's being responsible. Yeah, somebody says you don't hunt with pistols in the shotgun seat. Right. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. That's it's- a strip club. Like, it's. It's just it's really frustrating and it's really sad and I feel bad for the Grizzlies. I don't feel bad for Ja, not one bit. I hope he gets everything and then some because this is an absolute joke. But as far as the Memphis Grizzlies who have put so much into their franchise player and got a steal at number two, like Ja came out of Murray State. He wasn't he wasn't a five star. I don't even think he was a four star. He went to a non power six school and he got it from the mud. So mm-hmm. that was a steal pick. Even though we knew he was gonna go number two, that's a big time get. And he changes your franchise around in year one. Teams that get a lottery pick, they're not supposed to be in the playoffs the next yard the next year. They were playing against Utah. They lost first round, but they were right there. And then they've made some really good picks after that. Jaron Jackson Jr. getting Desmond Bain. Like, those are great picks. And now John Morant has put them right back in the hole. Yeah, what a wild situation. And somebody texted, context matters, guns and cars and clubs, not the same as hunting. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. That's the part of it uh, that – and I'm, I would hope maybe somebody has that discussion with Ja along the way. If this is about the gun thing, there is a way to do that. There is a way to – by the way, he's in Memphis. Do you, you don't think in the state of Tennessee you can figure out a way to lawfully own a gun, shoot a gun, go hunting, target shoot, whatever it is you want to do, clay pigeons, whatever. Come on, man. Um, You're in Tennessee. 
Sad, man. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. So now the issue is going to be, and and Woj and others are reporting, he may be looking at a significant suspension to begin next season. Uh, Zay, you're saying maybe you'd even understand if it was the whole season. Yeah. I will, you know, I'll say at this point, to get a message out, to really try to get his attention, don't you at least sit him till Christmas? At least, at the very least, do you sit him from start of season to new year and then maybe see where you are? If that first gun incident was his first actual incident, I would say yes. Right. With all that other bullcorn that he's been doing before that. Dude, he went to the mall in one case. Remember that one? It was a jockey store. That that was either his mom or his sister. I can't remember which one it was. A family member was getting hassled. Oh, no. A family member didn't get the proper discount <laughs> at a jockey store. And Ja went down there to deal with it. Like, Ja, just buy yo Kim folks some draws. <laughs> just buy up some draws. You can afford it. What are we doing? Like, hey, hey, y'all are embarrassing me. You know how that situation should have went? Yo. Get y'all's crazy asses up out the store. I'm going to get y'all some draws. All the draws y'all want, I will get it for y'all. Don't embarrass me. Yeah. That's why I praise Aaron Rodgers so much, Chad, because he got that crazy ass family. Oh, boy, was on The Bachelorette and stuff like that. And everybody's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, such an a-hole. He don't talk to his family and this and that. Man, if they are going to bring you down, F them. Get rid of them. Who cares? What? Like, they're going to, they're not looking for your best interest. They're supposed to be your family. That's literally what they're supposed to do. So if you feel like they aren't, then get rid of them. Don't let them hold you back because it could get really dark. Or at least get them at the right distance. Right. Right. Get them to the right distance where you might see them at family functions, but you can't let them do those things. Look at LeBron James. He's an absolute genius. He said, yo, fellas, y'all my boys. Y'all see where I'm going after high school. If y'all want to come with me, y'all going to get some jobs, Uh some serious jobs. And probably some of them fizzled out and were like, nah, Bron, we just want to come on the ride and you just throw us this bread and we, you know, we the homies. And Maverick Carter and Rich Paul were like, okay, Bron, you right. And look at them. This fool Rich Paul with Adele. <laughs> yeah, he is. This fool Rich Paul went from hanging out with LeBron to dating Adele and becoming a millionaire in his own right. Mm-hmm. And LeBron doing the right thing. I haven't seen LeBron getting any of that stuff. No, that's true. Yeah, definitely true. Yeah, that's two di- definitely two different ends of the spectrum there when you're talking about LeBron yeah. and what Ja Morant has been involved yeah, in. Yeah, if, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, little bro, you got to go. Right now, little bro just got locked up, Go being aggressive with that girl and stuff. That's not a good look. Yep. I just won another Super Bowl. That's not a good look, little bro. Patrick, look at A. Rogers, man. Look, I'm telling you. There's, there's certain people in your life, as much as it hurts, I know some people just can't get rid of family. I know that. But, yo, when you're famous like this and you have so much at state, and again, John Morant's making all of these decisions, but shoots, if CeCe was acting a fool, messing up my life and stuff like that, CeCe, sorry, got to go. <laughs> Two straight texts. Case in point, Patrick Mahomes' brother and example, Patrick Mahomes' brother. Yes, exactly to what you're saying. Uh, get, let us know what you think. Specs text line 337-3776. The John Morant story taking another crazy turn. We will get to game seven. Boston dominates Philadelphia. And now all those questions around the Sixers are uh, officially at a boiling point today. Boston 
advances to face Miami. We'll talk about that. Plus, we got an update on a former Longhorn that's trying to get a little love at the NBA level. Conference finals are set, and you got a game seven tonight in the NHL. Lots of stuff going on today on a Monday. Stay with us. Hope you had a great Mother's Day weekend. If you did not get something done, For your mom yesterday, don't worry. She loves you. She'll forgive you. Just get it taken care of today. It'll be like an extra special Monday. Yeah, maybe. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, so I know the song. It's a Beatles song called You Won't See Me. Oh, so that's a cover. It is. Then I think George sang this song back in the day. All right, but that sounds like a female voice. Uh, Is this like, I don't know, Carly Simon covering it? Nah, Ann Murray. Ann Murray. All right. Wow. I did not realize Ann Murray covered this one. There you go. Beatles fans, let me know if I'm wrong on that. That is George, right? Ann Murray with a little Beatles cover. Couldn't hurt. All right. Uh, That gets us started musically. By the way, this week, the plan is we're going to take a little break from the the album swap. We're going to do a movie swap this week because Zay's been on me about seeing Blue Chips. He says it's one of the greatest bad movies of all time. So I got to check it out. Nick Nolte and Shaq. But then I realized Zay had not seen A Few Good Men, and Zay went looking for A Few Good Men. Apparently it's way too expensive to watch, but I own it on DVD because I'm an old man. And so you do have a DVD player in the house? Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm going to get A Few Good Men to Zay, and I'm going to check out Blue Chips and Thursday at 2. Instead of our album swap, we'll do a movie swap for a week. We'll cleanse our musical palette for a week. Damn, Craig, way hating on Ann said bad cover of that song. Okay, Craig. Wow, tell us how you feel. It was a very, uh, yeah, I I wasn't thrilled with that cover. Craig, as a Beatles guy, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because if you're going to cover, I would tell anybody that's covering a Beatles tune, you better be careful. But yeah, that wasn't great. I've heard much better Beatles covers in my life. Huh. I didn't mean that that as a pun, the in my life part. That's depressing. I thought Ann did a decent job. But I haven't heard the OG version, so... Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, George got it done. And okay. The original was very nice. All right, so a uh, couple of uh, good texts rolling in here. Uh, Specs text line 337-3776. Zay was talking about the family and knowing when to keep the family members at a distance. <laughs> Zay, this one says, Chad and Zay, to this family argument, would you tell your family if you won the lottery, like big $100 million money, no way I could, I could help them out, but if I ever said those words out loud, they come out like the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> See? Could you ever tell your family if you won like massive amounts of money in the lottery? Um, certain family members. Okay. And I would tell those family members, hey, you bet not tell this family member. Yeah. Oh, we're all screwed. First thing I would have to do is grab my wife's phone out of her hand and say, I'm going to tell you something. It can't go on Facebook. Oh, no. Okay, just I'd make her say that back to me at least five times before I actually tell her. Like, you cannot post this. Can we agree? And then I'd tell her. There's a really bad lottery movie with Lil Bow Wow in it. It's terrible. 
but mm -hmm. of course it's a kid who wins the lottery in the hood and just expect how that goes. It's like an Ice Cube movie. Oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah. everybody and the bully tries to get him, and the whole time Bow Wow's just running from people, and he has to like wait three days. I think he got it on Friday, but the bank <laughs> opens or whatever, you can get the money on Monday, and he has the toughest three days of his life. So that's what I imagine it being like. Yeah, the uh, that all comes out of the uh, the Ja Morant story. People have been texting us on that already today. Just a, a crazy story, sad story with Ja Morant. We'll see how much suspension he's going to get. Uh, maybe we don't find out for a while. Maybe it's at the beginning of next season. But Ja Morant just cannot keep himself out of trouble. And now the accumulation of these stories of just unnecessary recklessness that's the way I would explain it in two words. Unnecessary recklessness. Why are you doing, and you're filming the recklessness. The only guy I can come up with, the guy I remember starting this whole thing, especially in sports, was Manziel. Manziel wasn't just getting himself in trouble. He was the director of the movie getting himself in trouble. Mm -hmm. It would all come from his account. It was like, hey, there's Johnny smoking his cigar with fireworks shooting out of it, and he's partying all night, and he should be doing this, but he's doing this. What account did it come from? His. Oh, wasn't TMZ sneaking in? Nope. They ran with it, but it's his account originally. That's who, I th that's who I thought of as I start to see this Ja Morant stuff. Now, you could make an argument Ja's stuff is a little more serious than some of those early stuff with, with Johnny, but that's kind of the wave of it now, Zay. They're getting themselves in trouble. There's not some – you can't blame this one on TMZ or the culture of, of you know, the vulture culture, if you will, of the media. No, they're doing it to themselves. Yeah, and – if he wasn't a franchise player, he'd be out the league. He just would. Mm -hmm. He'd be gone. But he's a franchise player, face of the league, and he is a role model. Like, people do look up to him. If they didn't, then Nike wouldn't have given him his own dang shoe. Right. Come like, yep. they, the John Morant one just came out. We've seen the commercials where he's going to the gym, but they didn't show the part where he got the heat right on the lap. <laughs> No. And he has to put it to the car or put it in the bag. They, they forgot that part. We need to see that. Bonus features. Like, oh, let me put the gun in my bag before I get these shots up. Like, because clearly it's always on them, which I know a lot of people who carry, but a lot of people carry it responsibly. And John Morant, he's right. not very responsible. Well, here's the other thing. We mentioned the the, the whole hunting angle or, or lawful ownership of the gun and use of the gun. Does John know anybody that's in the movies? Does John ja know anybody that's in, like, the video industry, the music industry? If somebody's filming a music video, if somebody's making a movie, you could probably find your way into it, and they might let you hold a gun the way you want to hold a gun. You want to go be a you go be a villain in a movie? Find somebody that's making a movie. Yo, they got Boban and John Wick. Dude, there you go. Right? They get, there, are places, there are places where you might be able to do that. But you got to find those places. Uh, so the mm. jo the John Morant story is where we started today. But obviously, there's a lot more to get into in the NBA world. Wow! Sometimes when you have a chance to close that door in Game Six, you better damn well do it. Otherwise, the sports gods are going to come get you, and they're bringing Jason Tatum with them. The Philadelphia 76ers, Zay, they had the same shot the Lakers did. They had the same shot the Heat did. Win it on your floor, finished the job, and they couldn't do it. Tatum woke up in the fourth, and then he hung one on him yesterday. Boston thrashes Philly to win game seven. So impressive. I mean, 
he had some pretty bad games in this series. One, one game he had seven points, Chad, went mm-hmm. like one for nine from the field. I think it was game two, a game they won. I was going to say, that's the sick, other sick part if I'm a Philly fan. Philly yeah. didn't win the game. Yeah, we talked about that. Like a game where Jeez. Jason Tatum has seven, you lose that game. And, man, that was the smoothest 50-piece I've seen. Oh, like, just the step backs. He and, gave you everything. And you just saw Steph give you one, like, days ago. Yeah, but, like, Steph's, well, you know, Steph be falling on the ground and stuff. It wasn't that smooth. Yeah. This was smooth, boy. Like, Clooney 01 smooth. Driving to the lane, left-hand finishes, Euro steps, spin moving off guys. He did a spin move at the elbow, and somehow he was at the rim. It was ridiculous. That was incredible. Which NBA, I know in college, it's a travel. NBA, legal. They give you that extra crab stab, whatever they call it, that half step you get. But it was still sweet. And him taking advantage of Joel Embiid, that was the game. Because, for one, the Sixers, after what happened in Game 6 and how deflating that was, they carried that energy into Game 7. And they were hanging with him. Halftime, three-point game. But then Jason Tatum just started exploiting the matchups. And Doc Rivers was Doc Rivers in Game 7s and in the playoffs. Bad. He was bad. Look, if Joel and me, you don't switch for one. You're not switching at this point. Everything, whoever's guarding them, P.J. Tucker, you got to fight over the screen. But they were just leaving Joel and beat on an island. And even though he was close and getting contest, there's something about a hooper that understands just psyche that I know this is a good matchup. Like, if I have Kawhi Leonard on, Kawhi might play the same type of DMB did, but just knowing it's Kawhi kind of scares you a little mm-hmm. bit. Just like, okay, this dude, he's different. What, what's he going to show me? Is he going to get a hand on the ball? Is he going to strip me before I can even get it up? Like, what's he going to do? When you have Joel Embiid on you, you don't care. If you're Jason Tatum, you don't care. You say, they're disrespecting me. I'm going to eat this guy. Yeah, because he not, did that. Yeah, not the same kind of length. It is a more a little clunkier center kind of length, even though Embiid is extremely athletic in his own right. Yeah, you it's could, not a Kawhi Leonard. You know you're gonna get your shot off no matter what shots that you just work on. Now, Jason Tatum looked like he was going through drills, dude. He looked like that double step back he was doing, just catching and shooting, jabbing a little bit, getting you in the corner. You have no room in the corner, Joel Embiid. Pressure up on him, but that's not his fault. He's a big. He yeah. doesn't know how to really guard guys. He shouldn't have to guard guys like that. Trap Jason Tatum. Trap him, Doc. After he hits the second one, we're trapping him and we're living with everything else. Brogdon, you got to beat us. Derek White, you got to beat us. There was a sequence. The sequence I would tell everybody to go back and rewatch is the beginning of the third quarter because I thought that's where it really started. That play where he took Joel Embiid to the free throw line, then to the elbow, could have at any point blown by him to the basket, but he didn't. He took him down to the block, then took him back out to the baseline, then stepped to the right, and then hit a left step three in his face. Isn't that disrespectful? Then he came back the next time and hit another three. Then on the third one, Zay, James Harden was right there. instead. And then James thought, oh, I got to get out here on Brogdon because he might pass to Brogdon. I thought, no, man, he's hitting everything. Get in his face. And if Brogdon hits a wide open baseline three, you can live with that. But you can't just play nowhere and let Tatum continue his rhythm. I thought that's the sequence where he put the knife in their neck. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just so smooth. Like like you said, like, that's so disrespectful to have a guy on the block and say, you know what, 
let's just go out to the perimeter because I know you can't guard you me. You dragged a big out there. Yeah, and he's already not playing well. Al Horford, great D yesterday. That was one of his best games of the playoffs. And then Jalen Brown. People are going to remember this game for Jason Tatum, which they should. Yeah. But Jalen Brown, his D on James Harden the whole series, just wearing them down. And then giving you at least 25 a game. All seven games, really. Hitting knockdown threes, mm-hmm. attacking, and then locking up on the other side. Jalen Brown, he deserves all that money that he's going to get next year. And, man, I you would think that Doc would see these things, would understand all the coaching that he's done, all the great players that he's faced. You, and he played the game. He played mm-hmm. with one of the greatest guys, a guy that could get hot real quick and that could give you 50, and Dominique Wilkins. So you would think Doc Rivers, when he sees somebody like Jason Taylor, because you could see it in his eye in the first half before he went on that run, the whole scouting report at halftime where you had a three-point game and Jason Tatum already had 20-something, it should have been every time Tatum goes off a pick and roll, we're trapping. Every time he's in situations where he's ISOing, we're throwing different looks at him, we're trapping, we're just going to get the ball out his hands and we got to live. But what's scary is he hasn't been killing all game. Other guys have been beating you, so Doc doesn't want to do that. He still thinks that, yeah, Jalen Brown could hurt us. I know Marcus Smart could hurt us. I know Brockton could hurt us, sixth man of the year, and Derek. I know all these guys can contribute, plus everybody can shoot the ball, even though Al Horford's been shooting like trash all playoffs. He is still capable, and he hit one really early, so now Joel Embiid is indecisive on what to really do. Mm -hmm. And... Doc should have just stuck with trapping Tatum and living with the results. He didn't. Tatum had 51. Now the 76ers have a lot more questions to ask going into the offseason. Yeah, when the uh, when the line for Boston is 47% from the floor, 46% from three, and 83% from the line, that's a tough thing to deal with. When that team shoots like that, you are in big trouble, and uh, certainly Philly was. 51 for Tatum, 25 for Brown, as Zay was mentioning. We'll continue to talk about that one. By the way, another little assist from Jalen Brown, him calling out his own fans was brilliant. Not many would have done it. Not many had the balls to do it. Between 6 and 7, he told his fans in a press conference, the crowds have been average at best. Or ordinary at best, I think is what he said. I, for Game 7, I'm expecting a big-time crowd. And they were thunderous at the tip. They were, let's go Celtics, full volume from the first possession. Zay, I thought that was brilliant from Jalen Brown. Because most players would be scared to do it. I'd have been terrified to do that. And light up the whole city of Boston with its not only its sports history, but its racial history and all yeah. that. To be a black Boston Celtic and tell that fan base that you're not good enough, that took guts, but it worked perfectly. Yeah, and we got to remember, like, this city, Boston, they're still hurting from the Bruins. They're, they're still hurting from yeah. that. They're still hurting from that. That's true. And, you know, it's that, that team had so much expectation trying to win the Stanley Cup, and the fact they got knocked out the first round is kind of like, oh, okay, where are we with this team? This team's been up and down. We've seen good performances, but y'all also went six games with the Atlanta Hawks. That shouldn't have happened. I think the Atlanta Hawks are a very spicy team with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, but ain't no way those guys should be taking y'all to six games. So y'all scaring us a little bit, and y'all went down 3-2, 
So we don't know what team we're going to see. Right. And I think that's what those Celtics fans, you know, they, they know basketball. They've seen a lot of good teams throughout the years. They're entitled. They're very entitled. Yeah. Very entitled. They, so, they, yeah. yeah that, I see a lot of that down here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is when you're a Blue Blood fan. Sometimes, sometimes you need a reminder that mm-hmm. you can get fired up before they do something. Yeah, oh, you're right. Brilliant move by Jalen I thought Brown. it was a great move. Yeah, Boston wins it and wins it easily. We'll talk about that. The two conference final series are now set, and they crank up tomorrow. Plus, tomorrow is the big day. Spurs fans, Rockets fans, and a little bit, if you're a Mavs fan, the Victor Wimbenyama thing gets decided tomorrow with the draft lottery. We'll be talking about that. Coming up at 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas for our normal Monday visit. Up next in the crab bag, I'll tell you about those XFL champions and one of my favorite stories of all time. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Monday. Very safe roll so far. Started with Ann Murray, and now Midnight at the Oasis. That's right. I don't even remember who did this song. It's another single female name, right? Yes. Maria Maldor? What? Muldor? All right, spell it. M-U-L-D-A-U-R. M-U-L-D-A-U-R? Yes. Okay. Maria Maldar. Maldar. By the way, apparently I was wrong on that Beatles tune. It was a Paul McCartney Beatles tune on You Won't See Me. Uh, Sorry to all the George fans there. Also, somebody texted that they read once John Lennon thought that the Ann Murray cover of You Won't See Me was the best Beatles cover he'd ever heard. (laughs) Yes! I told y'all! So, just proof, if y'all needed to know that John Lennon did not tell the truth his entire life. I mean, he was maybe friends with Ann Murray or something. That's silliness. Come on. Yeah, they must have maybe had a thing. Or that means nobody ever played John Lennon. I'm just going to come up with one example. Nobody ever played John Lennon, I don't know, Ray Charles's Eleanor Rigby. Because if they had, he would have known that's obviously better than Ann Murray. Earth, Wind, and Fire covered Got to Get You Into My Life. I mean, come on. Well, I'm sure after John's passing, there were more people to make covers yeah, of I, the Beatles. I, so he, I think the two I just mentioned happened before he died, though. Okay. I think. That's true. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I thought Ann did a swell job. Yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> you picked the perfect word. She did a swell job. All right, so Maria Maldar and Ann Murray getting us started today. Joe Cook coming up. From inside Texas, uh, a lot of stuff out there, including the Ja Morant situation, including Boston beating Philly. Somebody asked if we heard the Joel Embiid press conference last night. That one took an interesting turn. We'll definitely get into that today as we roll through some NBA discussions. Right now, though, let's get you a quick crap bag on a Monday. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. It's one of those feelings that I hadn't thought about. But when it happened, I really was conflicted, and I'm working through it. It's the first time in my life that something happened good 
for Bob Stoops, and I enjoyed it. This never happened before. I've never rooted for Bob Stoops. I wasn't necessarily a Florida guy back in the day, even when he was there, and certainly not the Oklahoma time, but now he's the coach of the XFL champion, Arlington Renegades. Well-deserved. And when they re-racked the XFL, I thought, well, if you're going to put a team in the Dallas area, that's got to be my team. I love the zombie cowboy logo. They need to make it the the all-time logo. But even in the new logo, I thought, all right, I'll support it. And I went to the game on Saturday thanks to my buddy Rick and his sons who wanted to go, and they got me a ticket, went to the game. Renegades jump them 17-0, held on, beat Greg Williams, the no-good Greg Williams defensive coordinator, guy from Bounty Gate time. He's in D.C., and they beat that team. It was fantastic, and Luis Perez gets the MVP. I love his story, won the title at A&M Commerce, and now gets the title with the XFL. But, Zay, if you want something to make fun of, the XFL champions for 2023 now have a 6-6 six and six record. Oh, my goodness. So that's a thing. Dwayne, what are we doing? That's a thing. Um, yeah. That, um. They just <laughs> – they angled everything towards those Texas teams because they knew they were hubbed in Texas. They thought I knew they were going to play the championship game in Texas, and it just kind of worked out that way. But you know what? If you have a problem with it, the rest of y'all should have found a way to beat the Renegades, and none of you did. Houston couldn't beat them a third time. D.C. couldn't beat them a second time. The champs wear crazy blue and black. Wow. Come on now. And the champs are 500. The champs. R500, that is absolutely true. So how was the atmosphere, and how was the look in the stance as far as talent? Like, because I know you've watched a couple of games or just different plays and stuff, but how was the atmosphere, and how did the talent look from your point of view? Uh, I thought it was overall pretty good on the crowd. I I never heard an actual number. Our guess was maybe 20,000. Like, lower bowl was like... 70 to 80 percent full okay uh so it would looked all right that would be my guess maybe 18 to 20 something like that they didn't quite get up to that thirty thousand that they would have loved i think and that they've had in there before for a couple other games so i enjoyed that um i thought the you know and i was there with a couple a couple of the guys we were there with were not hardcore football people they were actually keeping track of the dallas stars game you know, my buddy's <laughs> my buddy's oldest is a massive stars guy, so he was keeping track of that. But I think it it held the interest pretty well. I think the level of football was pretty good. Um, now, if you're talking about the talent in the crowd, that was pretty good too. All right, some good folks showed up, and a lot of people dressed up. You know, with all all throughout the league, there were people dressed up as dragons and the Seattle gear, and you know, different places you could get gear from all the teams uh, at the game. So I had fun. That's the first time I've ever been to a football game in the Alamo Dome. For some reason through the years, whether it was a high school game, college, bowl bowl games, or whatever, I've never been in the Alamo Dome for a game. The most I've done is watch the Cowboys practice there one time. That's it. So it was all right. We sat in an end zone, which is not ideal, but it was pretty good. And the Renegades scored a lot in that end zone, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love the Alamo Dome. Yeah, I like that place too. Yeah, I agree with you. I've always liked it, just never seen a game in there. Um, I think maybe a concert or two. But I had not hadn't been in there much, so had a really good time there. Right now, as, as of this moment, I've not ordered any merch, so I'm gonna see if I can hold off and not get XFL championship merch. Would you Would you lose some respect for me if I ordered the merch? Just you talking about it, I'm losing respect for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair well, enough. 
I mean, yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. a good year. Six and six team wins the championship. Well done. All I care about now is can they survive it again? Are they going to get another season? Will this USFL continue? Let's see if any spring football can uh, can survive. And you know, did they get enough out of this this first re rack year of the uh, of the XFL? So that was uh, on Saturday night. Also, real quick, happy birthday to George Brett. It is a nice big round number today. George is 70 years old today. If you have never heard the story of George Brett pooping his pants in Vegas, it's one of my favorites. I retweeted it earlier today at C. Hastings 1049. Not safe for work on a little bit of the language. And I'm not normally a bathroom humor guy, but it is one of my favorite things to do every year on George's birthday. I sit down for, it's a little shy of three minutes. It doesn't take you long. The audio's a little sketchy at times, but it's awesome. They they mic'd him up. He was like a hitting coach for the Royals at the time. And, and I, can't, he's, I can't remember if it was minor league or they were just in spring training, whatever it was. And he just starts to tell this story to a random pitcher about pooping his pants in Vegas. My God, it's entertaining. Great story. So go check that out on George Brett's birthday. If you like, uh, remember Zay is also on Twitter at ain't that underscore Zay. The station is at the horn ATX. And again, another reminder, we're going to hit blue chips and a few good men this week on a movie swap on Thursday. We'll take a break from the music for one week because uh, since we found a couple movies that each of us haven't seen, all we have to do is watch the movie we haven't seen. I don't necessarily have to sit through a few good men again, mainly because I'm going to let Zay borrow it this week. And then I don't I expect Zay to watch blue chips all the way through unless you really want to. I kind of want to. Unless you really want to. I haven't seen to. it in a while. Yeah, and knowing me, I'll probably end up watching A Few Good Men somehow because I do love that movie. But uh, we'll get to that later in the week. Right now we're heading towards the 1 o'clock hour. Joe Cook of Inside Texas, and then in your flex segment, the matchup a lot of people wanted will happen in the baseball playoffs. Plus, we are getting closer to 7-on-7s. Seven there are even spring games to talk about this week. That's right, spring football games at the high school level. We'll talk about them coming up on the Horn.